Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Aloha, Men of Abundance. I am Wally Carmichael, your host and founder of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. If this is the first time you're tuning in to Men of Abundance, I want to welcome you, but I also want to let you know this is not the normal episode. I would normally be interviewing another abundant leader, but today on Pay It Forward Aloha Friday, I generally go over some of the thoughts that I've had over the last week. And it just so happens that this episode goes hand in hand with episode 092 with Joel Bogus, where we talk about launching your life, business, relationships, or whatever it is that you have going on in life that you feel that you need to relaunch. So as you can see from the title of this episode, we're talking about quitting. Not really a relaunch, but specifically quitting and knowing when to quit and knowing why to quit. That's the important thing. And here's the thing, guys. I literally had a breakthrough this week as I was listening to one of the many podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis. This particular podcast is The Order of Man with Ryan Mickler. Ryan was a guest of Men of Abundance on episode 078 just a few weeks ago. But this week on Ryan's podcast, Order of Man, episode 119, he had a guest on who was a Navy SEAL and his name was Joe Jansen. In that conversation, Ryan and him got into a conversation about quitting, and he really put it into perspective. Let me tell you a quick story about myself and why this was a breakthrough for me. I don't know if you know this or not, but back in the early 90s, 92 to 94, I was in a unit called 3rd Special Operations Support Command in Panama, Central America, and we used to always go do these really cool missions, and it was kind of low-key. It wasn't like a special forces team or anything. It was really more on a support level, but even before I got to that organization, I had a strong desire to go be a special forces medic in 18 Delta, where the Green Beret, and I really, really wanted this. It was like at the forefront of my mind all the time. (laughs) even when I proposed to my wife, which is a whole different story we may get into at another time. The bottom line is this. I wanted to make sure that she knew that she was getting involved with a guy who was going to be a special forces medic and travel the world and be gone most of the time. So I went to special forces selection and assessment. That is 21 days of hell. Literally getting maybe four hours of sleep a night. We were allotted four hours of sleep a night, but we really didn't get that much because we had to prepare for the next day. Because all day long, every day, we were on some sort of a mission, either individually or as a team. You start off with individual week, and then you graduate into team week. And the whole thing is 21 days. I'm not going to get into the all of the physical activities, the thought process, the fights, the, the anger, the frustration. I'm not going to get into all of that right now because that would take forever. I will, however, look for a video and post that in the show notes at menofabundance.com forward slash 093. I will share this with you, though. We are carrying lots of weight for the entire 21 days. Well, most of it. There's a couple times where we're just running, but most of it we are carrying at least an 80-pound ruck with a couple other sandbags and some other equipment on top of that. 
So we are literally beating up our bodies for 21 straight days. And on the final event, the final event was a road march. And what they do is we started at midnight and they basically weigh your rucksack, had to be at least 80 pounds, and they tell you to go. You have no idea how long the ruck march is, how long the walk is. You just start walking and you don't stop. That was the final event. And it's estimated that we walked approximately 28, 26, 28 miles, something like that. Well, like I said, it was midnight when I got started. And about at about 2 o'clock, this flash of light just lights up the sky. And it wasn't because of anything outside. It was because of what was happening inside my body. All in a fraction of a second, I felt this excruciating pain from my right foot radiate up my leg and literally into my right testicle. I could feel the pain so excruciating, it even went into my back. And at the same time, a flash of light because of the pain just lit up the sky. I knew right then and there that I had literally busted my foot. I just didn't know exactly where. I felt it, it was in my fourth metatarsal. And it was from nothing more than just walking with all of the weight the entire 21 days and still carrying this ruck on my back. Even though I could literally feel the two ends of the bone where it broke rubbing together with every step and I was walking in the sand which further flexed my foot, I kept going because I saw the end in sight. Couldn't literally see it, it was still dark. Besides that, I had no idea how much further I had to go. But I kept going because I kept seeing my dream, I kept seeing that green beret. This was the last event to get through selection. Then I had to heal and go into training. Well, it ended up taking me just over eight hours to complete that walk. As soon as I got showered up, I went to the hospital, got an x-ray, and the x-ray showed that my fourth metatarsal was 30% displaced, which means the ends of the bone where it was fractured at were not even lined up anymore. The good news is I got selected to go on and train to be an 18 Delta, a Special Forces medic, and I was super excited. So I went back to Panama where I was stationed at, where I took about three months to heal up while I was waiting on my class date and then started swimming to get back into shape. And by this time, my wife, who was pregnant the whole time I was at SFAS, gave birth to our first boy and I couldn't be more excited. But again, at the same time, what was on my mind? Getting that Green Beret, going through school. I had nine months of Special Forces medic training to get through in San Antonio, Texas. So my wife and I and our new baby boy moved to San Antonio. I start off with my training and again, the thing that's on my mind more than anything is my training. Nothing else was on my mind and I really was not being the husband or the father that I should have been and I didn't even realize it. After the nine months of very intense medical and trauma training for a field environment, I graduate and move on to Fort Bragg, North Carolina again with my family so that I can continue on with the Special Forces training. Only this time we weren't focused on medical stuff as much as we were focused on small unit tactics type of stuff, which is not what my forte was. I wasn't really good at it. So about nine days into a 12-day field exercise where we're applying and learning all of these small unit tactics and exercises, I got pulled aside by one of the cadre and they said, hey look, we are going to recycle you because you're obviously learning as the day goes on. You're super motivated. You're keeping the team going. 
but you just don't have the skills we want you to have in this minded tactics area. So we're going to recycle you back to the next class and you're going to go through all of this portion again so that you can get it down just a little bit better. Well, here's the thing. Up to this point, I had been thinking about everything that was going on in my environment that I was in at the time. I'm thinking about my wife and kid and I'm thinking, is this the lifestyle that I really want for my wife and kid, for my family as I'm building my family? I wanted this as a single man. I wanted to be a Green Beret as a single man. And I didn't consider what it would be like being a Green Beret, being a Special Forces medic as a married man. And it just didn't sit well with me at this point in time. But I'm not a quitter. I did not want to give up on my dreams and my goals of being an 18 Delta. So when that cadre pulled me aside and told me they were going to recycle me back, that was the time that I just clicked and I made the decision that, nope, this isn't for me. I'm going to move on. I'm going to take my losses. I got a hell of a lot of very intense trauma and medical training. I'll go back into the regular army as a medic, super trained medic, and just continue on with my life. So that's what I told the cadre. I said, look, I'm not going to get recycled, but I'm not going to screw my team. We already lost two guys, and generally they're 12-man teams. And when you lose anybody, you got to continue on with the missions, continue carrying the same weight with less guys. So I said, I'm not going to screw my guys. I'm going to stick up for the next three or four days, however much longer we have. And when we're done, we're done, and I'm going to go ahead and go home. He asked me if I was sure, and I looked him dead in the eyes without hesitation and said, yes, that's what I'm going to do. Now, here's where this comes into play. If you go listen to the conversation between Ryan and Yost, the Navy SEAL, in episode 119, Order of Man, right at about the 19-minute mark, they start talking about quitting. Here's what I got out of that conversation. Most people, when they want to do something, they quit as soon as it gets difficult. They quit college as soon as the classwork is too hard. They quit something physical. They're training for a marathon or they even start a marathon. They quit as soon as the pain starts setting in. Anything that they're doing, as soon as it gets difficult or painful, most people quit, which is not the right reason to quit. And that's not why I quit. I did not quit. I endured the pain. Remember, I walked many miles on a broken foot. And what I was going through at that point in time was not that difficult. It's just there were certain things going on that I realized around me within that community that was not resonating with what I wanted to be as a family man. It's not what I wanted my family to endure. And therefore, I made the decision for my family. I just realized that I wanted to be an 18 Delta as a single man and did not want to be an 18 Delta as a family man. I just had to make that decision. And men, I'm telling you, even telling you this right now, having this conversation with you, is still hard for me because it's been difficult for me to deal with this quitting on something so big in my life that was such an important thing in my life. But ultimately, it turned out to be the right decision for me and for my family. That's where this kind of plays into yesterday's episode with Joel Bogus, episode 092, because I had to make a relaunch. I had to reevaluate what I was doing, where I wanted to go, and what I was going to do next. And I made that decision on the spot. It was not an easy decision to make. So where are you at? Where are you at in your life right now where you feel you need to make a relaunch? I'm not telling you to quit something. I'm telling you to hold on to it for the right reasons. All right, this has already been way more than five minutes. 
I appreciate you sticking around and listening to my story and my rambling. I hope you got something out of this. And if you did, please share it with other people. Because if you got something out of it, I'm sure others will as well. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward.